0: Hey everyone, this is Gavin.
1: Hey everybody, this is Todd. And I'm Craig.
0: Hey everyone, this is the Majors Messall podcast episode 131. Uh, we've got a fantastic guest joining us today, which we're going to get to in a second. But just to introduce uh, my co-hosts on the episode today, we've got um, the bog standard Todd, Todd Walters, who's always with us. Yo! And we don't have Craig today, who's our other like main host, who's not here today. Um oh. he's probably asleep. I think he, he hibernates now anyway for a couple of months. So no, he's uh <laughs> <laughs> he's not on with us tonight. So we've got we've got Kelly stepping in, so Kelly's with us. Hello. And Kelly helped me do this interview with Denise Solis, who is best known uh as being AJ McLean's mother. And AJ McLean is uh, if you didn't know is a Backstreet boy, he's one of the Backstreet boys. Um, if you don't know which one he is, it, I can describe him straight away. He's the one with all the tattoos and the sunglasses and the cool facial hair, and he always wears hats. So that's AJ. And uh, she's—I mean, she's led an interesting life herself. You know, she's done a lot of stuff. Um, she's uh, she's a life coach. Uh, she does hypnotherapy. She's written books. So we brought her on. We had a chat with her, and of course, we talked about AJ because AJ is currently on Dancing with the Stars in the U.S. and he's doing quite well on there. So. Uh, yeah, it was it was an interesting chat, wasn't it, Nicole?
2: Yeah, no, she's a really lovely woman, I and mean, we got f- a few like stories that I wasn't expecting out of it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, before God. we jump before we jump into that, we're just going to do a quick uh, catch up with how everyone's been getting on. So uh, we'll start with Todd. How have you been uh, since we last recorded? Which actually wasn't that long ago because we just celebrated our five year anniversary doing the podcast. Um, and that episode's still currently like um, the listens are still going up on that and people are enjoying it, so how have you been
1: since then? I've been okay not, not, nothing new and exciting so Have you been hitting the gym? I have and I, I actually did a leg day today for the first time in months and holy shit are my legs jelly <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> Why is it like it's like stereotypical isn't it that like men skip a lot of men skip leg day that's like the joke why why is that why is it leg? why does legs always come after
1: because it's uh usually the most brutal workout because it it drains all the blood from your upper body to your working muscles in your legs which makes a lot of men uncomfortable plus you know a whole lot of guys typically they worry about their bench or what they can curl no one ever looks at you and say so what do you squat what do you leg press because no one really cares so uh, okay uh, at least i'm not one of those guys that's forced to wear pants in the gym though like my 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 legs may be disproportionate i kind of look like an ostrich right now but <laughs> it's not it's not to the point to where i got to be one of those guys that's wearing you know jogging <laughs> pants or wind pants because i'm ashamed of my chicken legs so yeah
2: uh <clears throat> it's all about the guns
1: Yes, all about the guy. <laughs> well, that's
0: the, that's the thing that seems to be the focal point of, of like <laughs> getting a good physique for, for, for most people. Even for me, who do, I don't go to the gym, but like if it did, like the things I would want to work on is my stomach and my arms. I'm not really like my legs don't even come into it, and I don't I, I I genuinely don't know why that is. That's why I asked. But it sounds like it's. I mean, it's probably the same for most guys. And you right. you, you do see those like the people that never do leg day. You can tell, and it looks it does look quite comical.
1: Right. And, and the thing that always blows my mind is where I used to be a trainer and stuff like the old common saying is the legs feed the wolf, which is true because the more you do leg day, the more testosterone you release. So it actually helps you on upper body days because um, your legs are bigger muscle groups. So it takes more out of your body. It's more taxing. So therefore, when you get around to doing an upper body day, you actually produce more testosterone and, and you actually will build a bigger body by doing leg day. Uh, once a week but most guys just neglect it and focus on trying to get their bench up and uh, so it just it it makes no sense it's it's valuable to do leg day it's just usually an inconvenience because then you don't want to have to struggle to get in and out of your car or off the toilet which i'm probably (laughs) going to be doing for the next two days (laughs) but (laughs) yeah but it's it's all good so i
2: didn't know you were a trainer
1: oh yeah i was a personal trainer for quite a few years i've done a lot of shit i've done a lot of shit <laughs> i get bored easy and change careers like most people change their underwear but
0: <laughs> yeah so well, this episode in the interview we actually touch a little bit on mental health and um, because obviously we were saying before denise is like a life coach and she does hypotherapy and stuff and i just wondered with you like obviously with gyms were closed for a while and i know that that's like what? an escape for you and you weren't able to do that did that affect well, in a sense, your mental health? Did you, like, did you suffer from Absolutely,
1: Really? Oh, yeah, I went through massive depression because of it, Um, because that's that's my escape, that's my therapy. I go there, if I'm having a bad day or even a good day, if I'm having a bad day, I can focus it all into, um, you know, energy and then go and have a good workout and get all that negative energy out. And if I'm having a good day, I can take advantage of that and say, oh, today I'm going to go, it's a positive day, I'm going to kill it at the gym and I can kill it. So either way, it fuels a workout. So when I don't have that escape and release, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stuck in a lull over it. And, um, I, I do have a lot of like clinical depression and seasonal depression, a lot of depression that I used to be medicated for, but I'm stubborn and I don't like to take meds. So now I just try to find alternative, uh, holistic approaches to deal with depression, which aren't always the best outlets. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it works well for me. So when I don't have that, it's it's really taxing on my body.
0: Yeah, I I I heard that a lot from people that weren't able to go to the gym. That it was like really taking a toll on on their their brain. Basically, they were just it just wasn't helping, and they were like you know like you say suffering with depression and just uh, yeah, it's not been good at all. So it's it's good that you're able to go again. And I figured that you'd be like you know hitting the gym as as often as you can, It's kind
1: of make up oh, yeah. for it as well. I'm in there like five six days a week right now. So oh, yeah. Wow.
0: Well, that's and that's the thing as well. You can do so much stuff at home, can't you? But it's not it's not the same.
1: Like it's right. Uh, it, it's it's one of those things that there's always so much equipment at home because I'm not rich, so I can't get like professional grade equipment at home. So I have like power bands and things like that, which I can do small, you know, workouts and such. But it's just not the same. Like to me, it's a mindset. Like when I'm at home, I can always find an excuse to like do a set and be like, ah, oh, it's a good show. I'll do another set in a minute. And then like an hour goes by, and I'm like, well, I guess. My workout's done. Whereas if you go to the gym, it's like a mindset is, okay, I'm in the car. I'm going to the gym. I'm mentally prepping. I get in there. I, I work out for like 45 minutes, an hour, and I get out and I am feel good. And, and then, you know, the rest of my day is, is ahead of me. So it's like it, it it's a whole mindset of when you go to the gym, you go there for one reason. When you have the stuff at home, it's like you can always find other excuses to say, well, I'll start that today or tomorrow or Monday or, you know. It's, you can always find a reason to put it off.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what like Mark from BB Mac was saying. That, like, you know, because he's he's a personal trainer himself, and uh, he was saying the same thing. It's just not it's not the same being at home or get, getting back in the gym. And you can see it on it on his face as well. Like he he's been like doing videos from the gym, and you just see how happy he is because he's back doing what he loves doing. And oh, know, absolutely, it's just, it's just a nightmare. And, and for him as well, like you know, his other thing is is his biggest passion is music, and he's not been able to perform. So that's he's had like two things taken away from him. So, oh, yeah. at least he's been able to get the gym back. So, that's, that's the main and thing. And I'm
1: sure as a performer like that, like recording music is, is a great thing, but the real true payoff in music is going performing live in front of an audience and getting that instant feedback of that energy and seeing people's reactions and, and truly appreciating what you're doing. Because if you're recording music, you're in a studio and you got some guy recording it and it's going, Oh, yeah, that's great. But it's different than having, you know, thousands of people sitting there listening to you cheering and. You're like watching them move to your music and and you know react and it's like an instant gratification thing of knowing like wow, what I'm creating is making people have this reaction. So I think that that would be a whole different level of, of you know, of enlightenment doing that.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, definitely. So uh... we are starting to
2: do like drive-in um, performances now. Were you like you know like drive-in cinemas? Yeah, they're starting to do like drive and people perform on a stage. I don't know how that's kind of quite works. Oh, so they stay computer. in the cars? Yeah, they stay in the cars, and then you've got like people performing on stage, or like comedians, or wherever.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I suppose it would work okay with a comedian, but a band would be weird, wouldn't it? Sitting in the car? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because how could yeah. you really get comfortable and like move to the music if you're just sitting in a bucket seat in a car? <laughs> yeah, and instead of like yeah, you know the,
0: you know the bit in the show where they get you to tip, put your phones on and you all you know, hold your phone up, you just get you to put your high beams on. <laughs> Yeah, and then, <laughs> a bit man, and then you're blind it? to fucking bandits and then they <laughs> like fall yeah. off the and get hurt. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, they've been doing that and they've been doing bingo as well, and you go. <laughs> bingo. <laughs> Christ. So you just beat yeah.
0: your home when you win.
2: <laughs> I have no idea if I guess so <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent. So, anyway, how have you been, Cal?
2: Yeah, not too bad. Same um, old. Yeah, obviously, we've had further lockdowns put in place because it's getting a bit worse over here yeah um so looks like christmas has cancelled so everyone's a bit depressed about that um but yeah my birthday last weekend so i went out to had a few woo-woos <laughs> afternoon tea, woo-woos um nice get a get little treat in before we, we can't go out anymore
0: <laughs> yeah well that's it you just don't know do you so you've got to make the most of it while you can because honestly we don't know what's around the corner so exactly that's it and uh, for me, I've just been like, I've been, I've started to do music again, which has been fun. And I'm going to play a song at the end of this episode, which is the first song that <clears throat> myself and Mikey, who's M- Mikey Wood, who's uh, known for doing our logo and music on the podcast. Uh, we've started a duo together called Ukadian. And um, we've just done our first song. And, and to be honest, it's quite fitting to play it on this episode because I imagine there's going to be a few Backstreet Boys fans listening to this episode because we've got Denise on. And uh, I just urge you all to stay tuned until after the interview because I'm going to play our song, and it's very, it's very Backstreet Boys sound, isn't it, Kel? Yeah. It's got that Backstreet feel to Boys. it. It's like all contemporary Channel. pop music, and yeah, yeah. So, uh, so stay tuned and have a little listen. And if you like us, you can follow us. We're on Spotify and we're also on Twitter as well. So, um, anyway, we're going to go through to that interview now with Denise Solace, um, AJ McLean's mom. Enjoy. Everybody. hi denise hey how's it going
3: good good
0: uh we've got kelly's on the line as well say hey cal okay hi
2: kelly. Hi, denise
0: how's it going i'm good you good good so yeah so i i, I mentioned to you that i'm in nova scotia but originally from the uk uh, liverpool to be exact and kelly is she's back in the uk she's my co-host so she's in liverpool okay
3: oh liverpool How about yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah we, yeah, we actually remember seeing you there when you were, I think it was 2008, and you were there with the boys. And um, we, were, we were at the sound check, and you were sitting there. And I remember Kelly seeing you, and she said, AJ's mom. And starts waving. Even though we knew your name, she just, for some reason, shot at AJ's mom and she waved at you. <laughs> you were very
2: friendly, Denise. <laughs> oh, try to be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, uh, so how are you coping then with the, obviously the whole COVID thing? How are you making out?
3: I'm doing okay. Um, we've, uh, you know, uh, Nevada was fine until all the Californians came into us again, and that's uh, gave us more COVID because uh, they closed everything up. So then everybody migrated over here and gave us everything. I'm like, gee, oh. thanks, California. Um, but um, no, I mean, we've been we've been sequestered. Actually, my husband. Uh, and I have kind of been sequestered since February because he wasn't allowed to go out because he had surgery and couldn't go out anywhere for two weeks prior to his surgery because of the COVID. He was tested before, and uh, so that had to... So really, we've been kind of in and out. I mean, a little bit more. We've gone to a couple of restaurants with some friends, you know, and uh, like for birthday and stuff like that, but nothing major, really. We, I haven't gotten any... Like, crowd is proudest place is probably the grocery store
0: you know yeah that's the thing we we have to kind of like get on with life to a certain point we can't just you know it's it is tough and even going to a restaurant it's very important obviously for our own sanity really just to get out and try and get a little bit, bit of normality back so um we've been doing the same here in nova scotia the numbers aren't too bad here at the moment but you just don't know i mean the kids go back to school tomorrow my daughter's going back and you know we're obviously all hoping things go well fingers are crossed and yeah
3: yeah well hopefully it does yeah i don't know i'm not i'm not convinced that that's a good idea yet but i guess it depends on where you are
0: yes a hundred percent like my my feelings on it um differ for you know obviously america because the numbers are are much worse there and you know we've got to we've got to put our kids first haven't we that's the most important thing
3: right yeah we got to really be careful i know that uh my son already said that he's um they're not sending the, the well, the one, his oldest is in uh, school. The youngest is uh, home, but um, they're not sending her back to classes. I guess they gave him the option of doing the homeschooling or going back and they're going to do homeschooling with a tutor.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely be doing the same if I was uh, in the States, especially like California and places like that. Definitely. Right. So, uh, so, so with you, like we've, we've basically like, we didn't realize how interesting your life is and what you do and stuff until we started to do a lot of research on you and things. And like, uh, we read that you do like life coaching and the hypnotherapy and stuff like that. And that's, it's like, that's really interesting to, to me and Kelly. So we were just like a little bit curious about how, how that works. Like is life coaching like in conjunction with the hypnotherapy?
3: It can be, um, hypnotherapy though, I'm trying to learn how to do hypnotherapy online. It's very difficult to do online um, because you really have to be there and have to be close, you know, in pretty close proximity to your client and see the reactions, make sure of all the levels of, you know, hypnosis that they might be going into. And there's a lot of preparation involved in that with, uh, you know, uh, people finding their own, serenity and calmness in order for me to be able to do the hypnotherapy Uh, but it does work in conjunction I've used um, I had a client years and years ago who had suffered a lot of trauma and uh, I did use life coaching and hypnotherapy and you know completely really uh, helped her out quite a bit I mean she ended up you know coming out of it a lot wholer than she was before
0: Oh, yeah. It's it's fascinating. I was talking to my sister-in-law actually today, and I mentioned we were talking to you and about the hypnotherapy. And she said, oh, she said, my friend does that. And and I've had a few sessions, and it's really interesting. And I said, well, what, what exactly is it? Because I'm thinking, at first, because it's like the word hypno is in there. I'm thinking, oh, is this where people like, you know, make you act like a chicken or something? <laughs> I was like, what, what exactly is it? So she explained it a little bit to me, and she basically said that it's about like... Um, you get in touch with your uh, your subconscious and if you've had a traumatic event in the past um, mm-hmm. and you don't realize that it, it's because of that that's affecting your life today and that you can go back and kind of um change a few things and it's just fascinating absolutely fascinating
3: yeah there's a lot of scenarios you can use one of my favorites uh for like i i have done past life regression and all that with hypnotherapy and, but the one I find the most interesting is we have one called the library scenario where when you have these issues, especially if as a child, you know, um, uh, what you do is you, you're actually walking through a library, but the library is about your life and all the books are about your life. And basically, you whatever book you pick, then you can go through it and we can start looking at the pages and, you know, what scenarios occurred to cause whatever trauma. And then we basically pull those pages out, we burn them, we throw them away, and we try to erase that from our subconscious. Um, and it is, it, it's a a—it's a battle all the time between your subconscious and your critical conscious. Uh, your critical conscious mind is the one that like when you're driving and you know, sometimes you kind of wander off in your head and you might go through a stop sign or yep. realize somebody stopped, you know, that's your critical conscious waking you up going, hey, wake up there and you know, watch the road. And your subconscious, of course, is where everything is stored. That's your hard drive. So, Uh, yeah, that's how it kind of works. But hypnosis, you know, a lot of people have misconceptions about it. You really can't make anyone do anything they would not normally do. Like you couldn't tell someone if they're not, you know, someone who could perform a a certain uh, function or act, they're not going to do it under hypnosis necessarily you know, any more than they would in their own lives. Cause there again, the critical conscious will step in and go, no, 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 this is wrong. You know, we can't do this.
0: So. Yeah. Wow. That's, mm-hmm. that's really cool.
3: I think it's amazing
2: that you've used your life experience to help others and you seem to be really helpful online. Like anybody can reach out to you. Is it specifically those that are in recovery that you, you help or is it anybody with any sort of mental health issues
3: it's pretty it's I have a pretty broad spectrum of what I can do. um i, I did uh, the recovery came in kind of after the life coaching did. Uh, the recovery coaching came in as a separate uh, class that I took in Florida i got got um, certified as a recovery coach uh, when I was working for the Now Matters more Foundation uh, who we dealt with um, uh, recovering addicts who kind of fell in that uh, kind of gap where you know, they had a job, they were functional, but they didn't make enough to have decent insurance or the insurance wouldn't cover, you know, inpatient care and this type of thing. So we had outpatient programs, which included life coaching and I did the intake for them. And I would also help design their treatment plan. And then if we felt that this person maybe needed inpatient therapy, then we had relationships with um, rehab facilities uh, in and around Orlando and other places um that you know we could send people to uh either for free or on a very reduced basis
0: so like with with the um i I see that all the time on facebook you'll you'll offer you know if anybody wants to talk if anyone's having any problems and you 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 always give your email address how does that work if it's like somebody that's you know the other side of the world like how, how does it work for you helping them
3: um, well, I've actually had clients all over the world. I've used uh, initially when I started, we didn't really have Skype, and all of that wasn't really perfected too well yet. So I didn't use Skype originally. It was just a phone call, and that's how I would, you know, talk to my clients, and or if I couldn't see them physically. Um, and then uh, I progressed to Skype, using Skype, so I could see them, and they could see me. And that way we, I might, I have a much better idea of, you know, their reactions and things like that when you're actually looking at someone. So, um, so, but I've had, uh, patients in South America, in Canada, in Europe, I mean everywhere. And it's just, you know, other than the time difference, you know, we work out a schedule that's good for them and me and, and, uh, we work it that way.
0: That's awesome. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So as well as your um, life coaching, you've also been a be- very busy lady and you've written a book called Backstreet Mum. Mm-hmm. So it says in the book that you were involved in the management team and um, that kind of process and the fan support. Um, that must have been a really busy, t- busy time. I'm just wondering if, um, if you had AJ support in writing the book because it involves some sensitive subjects.
3: hmm No, he he did. I I wouldn't have written it if he hadn't given me his support. He was fine with it. Not all the boys were, but most of them were fine with it. Um, You know, but, of course, he was the one that was most important to me because, obviously, I was going to, you know, mention him mostly about his growing up and stuff like that. But he was fine with it. Uh, He's read it. He's he's happy with it. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, we both read it and really enjoyed it. Got a bit emotional at the end, I must say. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
3: we're very kind of spiritualistic here so that really worked the program that ending was like oh my god i can't believe this just
0: happened i'm not a book reader but that's one of the only books i've actually ever read and i loved it (laughs) um
3: thank
0: you so when you wrote the book did you i know a lot of like writers that are new to it they they tend to get like ghost writers in like did you have anybody help you with it or did you do it all yourself
3: well, um, when I got a publisher, they wanted they did actually send a ghostwriter down for a weekend to work with me, but I really didn't like her style. I didn't like the the way the book was heading with her writing it, you know, and, and she wasn't really getting the gist of what I wanted to say. So I ended up um actually uh kind of going back to the publisher and saying, Yeah, this is not spending the money the way we should and ended up doing it with my co-author instead i just really the ghostwriter thing did, what didn't work for me
0: yeah well it's a personal subject as well and it's that i, I mean my opinion is it's not really something anyone can help you with really because it's just it's it's also personal right it's different if it's just if it's a novel of some kind but when it's a, a biography like that it's uh, it's important i think to, to do it yourself and you did an amazing job
3: oh thank you i appreciate that
0: I'd, I'd heard that you were you were apparently writing another book about your husband's life are you still doing that
3: um I'm, I've got notes on it. I haven't really delved into it too much, but I will definitely there's a lot of stories there. He has had a uh, very interesting life as well, even before he met me. and uh, <laughs> he, uh, I do definitely want to tell his story at some point. Um, he he uh, he he's Cuban okay and he came here to the US when he was only uh, fifteen uh, all by himself. Wow. wow. Yeah, so it was a pretty intense story for him, and and uh, his relatives weren't very, you know, weren't too supportive, but they helped out as much as they could. He had only um, very few relatives in in uh, Miami or Hialeah, so <clears throat> took him uh, a while. But he really was very self-sustaining. I mean, he really had taken care of himself from a very young age, so he knows how to do everything i mean you know he can cook he can sew he can iron he can do laundry he can do everything like that you know he's very very independent in that aspect unlike some guys can be you know most
0: guys (laughs) 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 let's just be honest most guys
3: one one of them
2: (laughs) wow from 15 though that's amazing to to be able to pick up all of that yeah um so you also travelled a lot with the band during the early days, and now we've seen you in Liverpool. You've got to see loads of cities. And at what point did you realise, wow, this is this band's going to be a huge success?
3: I think when um, when they start, when they opened up. Um, I don't know how how much uh, you know how much history you know, but uh, so when we were in uh, Germany, and Austria, and Switzerland, and all through there. So I think when they went from an opening act to more important than the headliner. I think that's, you know, when the, the fans shouted for them over the headliner at a the couple P, of the PJ
0: and Duncan. <laughs> what? I said PJ and Duncan.
3: PJ and Duncan and <laughs> DJ Bobo and
0: all <laughs> the, the PJ and Duncan, they're a huge, like double yeah. act in the UK now. Like it's uh, Ant and Dec and they're just loved by the British. <laughs>
3: uh-huh. <laughs> the presenters yeah. now more than performers, so want not they?
0: The, yes, exactly. They do yeah.
3: do TV <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that was it. When when we, you know, when they would leave the stage and the fans would keep yelling for them, even when the headliners came on, it was like, all right, it's time to do their own shows now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, Kelly just mentioned there that you've seen many cities. Where, where would you say is your favorite place, favorite place that you've traveled to?
3: Well, I have a few. Um, I would love to go back to Australia. I uh, really, really loved Australia. Everybody was so nice and, and friendly. And... You know and of course Canada we love Canada I have friends up there I still talk to that used to work in production and stuff when we were touring and some of them still work for record companies but uh, but I keep in touch with them and um, and I think that uh, probably you know Germany because that's where I have some of my roots from on my mom's side Uh, I really like some of the cities and spain also because that's another side of, of my family and my husband's family so there's like madrid and uh, um austria and berlin and cities like that i mean i just i would love to go back to some of those places and and see my friends again
0: that'll be awesome oh
3: you
2: definitely should yeah, yeah. um so you a lot of the guys were support to aj through um his, his issues um well, during the 2006, Kevin left the band, and I know he was one of the ones that uh, kind of implemented the, the recovery process. Uh-huh. Um, was, did that worry you at all when Kevin left the band that AJ would lose that extra
3: support on the road? Um, well, it was, it was a battle for a while with him. Um, you know, he'd do well, and then he'd relapse, and then he'd do well, and then he'd relapse. And it was kind of an uphill battle for quite a while. Um, but I did, yeah, I mean, it was a little scary when Kevin left because I felt like that was a somewhat of a stability factor in the group in general that really was missing at that point. Um, and uh, it was a, a little bit unusual, you know, after being so many years with the five of them together yeah. and then just having to deal with four, It was. Uh, it was interesting. It was an interesting dynamic, a change in dynamic of the group, you know?
0: I've got to ask this yeah. question. If you are mm-hmm. obviously AJ aside, who's your favorite Backstreet boy? Not, include, <laughs> not including AJ.
3: <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard because I've had different favorites over the years. Like I've gotten <laughs> close to all of them at different times. I mean, Kevin and I were have always been close. And um, uh, Nick, I think because he was the baby, you know, of course, I always wanted to watch over him when he didn't have any support on the road. And uh, and Howie, because we knew him, you know. But it's hard for me to really just say I have one favorite because <laughs> I really, you know, I love them all. I mean, it's it's uh, Brian and I have never been that close, but um, but uh, the other the other boys and I have always been close. And whenever we see each other, it's like a family reunion, you know. Yeah, well, you've been—you've
0: essentially been a mother to all of them at some point, haven't you? You know, just because you were the you were the main one that was there, you know, wise on the road. Mm-hmm. You are the backstreet mom, so that 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 makes sense.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, all of them had come to me at one time or another with whatever situations, and you know, I tried to help as much as I could.
2: What is your proudest moment as a mum?
3: Oh my gosh, um,
0: <laughs> that's a tough <laughs> Jane- question.
3: I mean, I've had yeah, I've had a lot, lot with him. Um, <laughs> I think, I mean, we've been, you know, I mean, I've always been proud of him, even in his rough situations, you know, and dealing with the things he's had to deal with. Um, I've always been proud of him. I've always supported him, and and that's the main thing I think that, you know, with with moms and sons and kids in general, you know, I think that it, a lot of people refer to the tough love and all this kind of stuff and. And, um, I found that, you know, in my situation, I've just been the proudest of him. I think probably, I would have to say probably has to do maybe with my grandkids, you know, when they were born. Um, that's gotta be one of the high points, you know, because that's something that a parent, you know, that's why we're here, you know, to, to uh, keep our line going and, and, you know, keep, keep those kids coming. And, and I think that that's gotta be got to be one of the proudest moments is when you know when your kids have kids
0: yeah yeah and you were you were like my mom you were lucky that you got you got granddaughters this time yeah um so, so my mom she had me and my brother <laughs> and she didn't she didn't get a daughter so then we've literally me and my brother have both had a daughter each so she's now got two granddaughters and she's like over the moon and <laughs> it's like it's she, she just says it's totally different being a nan than being a mom because you get to you get to give them back at the end of the day that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you can spoil them as much as you want and then give them back. Right, but
3: then you can say, okay, grandma and grandpa are going to bed now. Good night. <laughs> and
2: the dad take over. <laughs> exactly. He seems so happy, though, being a dad. It's just like, is it social media is just totally, you can see the happiness oozing oh. out of him from so yeah. proud being,
3: being a parent. Yeah, he's, that's something I think deep down, that's something he's always wanted is to be a dad. I think he's, you know, he's always been, as, as much as he had, you know, some wild days in his youth, but once he was done with that, he was done with it. You know, he's not the type of person to um, continue, you know, a wild life, you know, the type that, and, and there are a lot of, of musicians out there who, you know, m- still kind of go a little crazy when they're on the road and stuff, and it's easy to do. I mean, there's a lot of pressure out there, really. Um, so it's difficult, but I think that the girls have grounded him so much. Um, yeah. So he he just is so devoted to them that anything you know anything comes his way that's not right, and he's gonna he's gonna go the other direction because he just doesn't he doesn't want to do anything to jeopardize what he has.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I as a father, I get that as well. It's um it just it does change you like immensely becoming a, a dad. It's been the best. Oh, yeah. The best thing. That's for me as well. Just absolutely yeah. amazing.
3: <laughs>
0: so, um, what's
3: your daughter's name?
0: Oh, her name is Alice, and she's actually oh. named. She's named after my grandmother who passed away a couple of years ago. Um, my daughter's five now, and uh-huh. I've got a son, Charlie, as well, and he is three.
3: Oh, so
0: th- thank you. They're at that age now where they're just like fighting with each other and obviously being stuck in the house has not helped <laughs>
3: no, I can imagine. it's imagine
0: uh, yeah. it's really testing us especially especially the mother i mean she's working from home i'm lucky enough i'm, I'm still able to go to work so i get that little bit of a break <laughs> oh
3: boy yeah yeah it's hard right now this is difficult for everybody i know especially i know that uh even with with uh, with Alex and and Rochelle with the with the girls, you know, when they took them out of school and started the homeschooling, it was so hard. Alex didn't have the patience for it, and Rochelle was like, "Okay, I'm <laughs> I'm hanging on by the skin of my teeth here, but we'll get it done."
0: Well, well, the thing is, as well, is that we're we're not we're not qualified teachers, and we're doing our best as parents. But the kids don't want to focus because they're not in school; it's not their routine. And mummy and daddy don't teach them the things that the teachers teach them. So it's it's very alien to them when we're trying right. to do math and, and spelling and things with them. Like we that's the biggest struggle with that with Alice with us. It's just she just doesn't want to learn. It's been really tough. So that's the saving grace about go, obviously going back to school tomorrow. But I mean, as we discussed earlier, it's uh, you know, plus points, pros and cons.
3: Yeah. I hope it goes well.
0: Yeah, fingers are crossed anyway. Yeah. Um, so obviously uh, you know the big news with AJ now is that he's on Dancing with the Stars which is a show that I've we have an English version that sometimes I'll watch it's uh, the, the American version seems a lot more fun but I think what's the English version called Kelp.
2: Um, Strictly Come Dancing that's it Strictly
0: Come Dancing yes it's, it's essentially the same thing but um, like was that a shock for you when, when he got picked I mean he's gonna do amazing because he's, he's such a fantastic dancer but was that, do you, is that a show that you watch like was it a shock when you found out he was going on it
3: it was. We, we When it first came on, we started watching it pretty religiously, and then um, I kind of got bored with it after a few years, you know, a few seasons of it. It was like if we kind of would, would see who the cast was, and if there was somebody on there we thought we could root for, then we would watch it. Um, but then it, we kind of faded away from it with other shows and different things. Um, but um, then when Nick was on, obviously, you know, we really were we, I was watching every, we were watching every week and voting for him. And we even went there to California and and saw the last, uh, the final show. And, uh, you know, we were, of course, all rooting for Nick. And, but when, and and Alex at that point was saying, oh, it's not something I'm really interested in. I don't (laughs) know if I could do well. I'm not sure, you know, this and that. But I think that they caught him at the right time because he's been home so long now. I think he's itching to do something, you know. So I think they caught him at the right time. So so he's excited about it. And and he's been really, really, uh, he's been on this program where he's working out and he's really taking care of his body. And oh, he eating. looks
0: incredible. He looks yeah. fantastic.
3: Yeah, he does. And uh, so I think he feels very good about himself. And this is why he's, you know, why he accepted it. I think he was really excited about it. Do you yeah. think he makes
2: it out to a to a show to see him perform?
3: Well, we'll see. It depends. You know, it depends on. I don't think they're going to have a live audience, um, and I'm oh, not sure okay. what the yeah what the story is going to be uh, with with the situ- with the show right now. I guess they're still trying to figure out protocols for the celebrities and the and the pros and all of that. Um, but hopefully, if he you know if he makes it into the finals, we're hoping maybe in November we could. Normally, we would go in November for Thanksgiving anyway. So hopefully, maybe we can go this year.
2: Oh, fingers crossed for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks.
0: Uh, another question I had for you as well. Um, I've seen that when the Backstreet Boys did their residency in, in Vegas, um, uh-huh. you, they pulled you up on stage for one of the shows. Um, what oh, was, yeah. What was that like? Was that nerve-wracking to get up in front of that many people? Did you know yeah. it was, you know was going to happen?
3: No, I didn't. It um, ended <laughs> out with security, and we were in the in the pit area there. And uh, and and all of a sudden, I see Mike coming towards me. I'm like, "What's going on?" And, and uh, your son would like you on stage. I'm like, "Oh, really? Okay." So I really didn't have much choice at that point. I wasn't going to disappoint him. So it was fun, though. I enjoyed it. It was it was very heartwarming. It was lovely. Aww.
0: And there was an, there was another show that he didn't he, he pulled Ava on stage as well for I think it was another yeah. show. Oh, that's yeah. incredible! Amazing.
3: I know, gave her a rose, and she she would just yeah. her eyes were so big. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> it must be hard for them to understand
3: what actually Daddy is and what he does at that age. Yeah, it's, it's difficult, you know, they don't always get it, but they do, they're used to seeing him on television, so when they see videos or see stuff on TV, it's like, who's that? Oh, that's Daddy, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and with the going on stage thing, I mean, I'm a singer myself, obviously, nowhere near on the scale that, that AJ is, but I used to being a boy by myself years ago, and uh-huh. we did some pretty big shows, but we actually... Me and my wife, we we did the Platinum VIP and we went on stage for the, uh, in a way, like this tour for that Uh one section where they bring fans on. And that Uh was like just, just, I mean, we got to sit down in the backs. We weren't like in the front like you were, but we were sitting in the back and it was just amazing. And that the crowd was, and they, they, they performed a, like a little acoustic set and they did um, quit playing games. And I know the harmonies that, for the song. So I'm sitting in the background. I didn't have a microphone, but I was singing along. <laughs> and it was a dream come true just sitting there with you know your favorite band, the idols, getting to sing along. It was just, it was amazing. But that crowd, it, it was just like, it was breathtaking. It was something, I can't really explain it, to be honest. I can't put it into words. Just how amazing. was will see all those people knowing that yeah. they're looking in, in the direction that you are. And then yeah. one, one of my friends, funnily enough, was in the audience. He took a photo and, and it was right when I was on the screen. So it's like all four boys, oh, sorry, all five boys and then me on a bloody big screen in the background. Crazy, <laughs> crazy. But it was so much fun. <laughs> you
2: were the sixth. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. For, just
0: for a second, I was the sixth <laughs> 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 Okay, Denise, so we, we have, uh, we, we're going to wrap up soon, but we have five quick uh, fire questions here. We call them the majors top five. So we're just going to we're going to ask you these. We ask these questions to all of our guests and obviously each uh, each guest gives us different answers and it's pretty interesting. So we're going to ask you to ask them to you if that's okay.
3: Yeah,
0: sure. Okay. so the first question is, which one song would you say defines you? It's a really tough question. Uh,
3: Does it have to be a Backstreet Boys song?
0: Oh, no. I mean, if if it is great, but no, it can be any song.
3: Well, the song that defines me and you're going to laugh. I know you're going to laugh, but this song, it's my trademark song and all my friends know it. It's Hotel California.
0: Oh, the Eagles. Excellent. <laughs> that that is a great song, especially that that break in the end with the, you know, just the instrumental. Oh, fantastic. Yep. yep. Amazing. Like I can't t- if that song's on the radio, I I have to wait for that part because that's my favorite part. <laughs> great song. I thought you were yeah. going to say you're the perfect fan. I thought that's, I was expecting you to say that then. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it does define you. Do
3: <laughs> well, I do have a favourite Backstreet song um, that, I've, that I've really liked for years and years, which is Drowning. Oh, oh yeah. Song, we all love Drowning. Yeah, it has such beautiful instrumentals. I just love that song.
0: Yeah, it's lovely. Perfect song to mark the uh, greatest, greatest hits album as well. <laughs>
3: uh-huh.
2: Um, number two question is: um, What is the perfect meal?
3: Perfect meal, huh? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, pizza and French fries. Good <laughs> choice. You can't go wrong with pizza. Well, hang on a minute.
0: Hang <laughs> on. Wait. What? What are you putting on the pizza, though, Denise?
3: Uh, pepperoni, sausage, black olives, and green peppers.
0: Nice. Well, listen. I gotta ask you this: Have you ever tried? And I always ask this with people, that Americans. Have you ever tried yeah. chicken and corn on a pizza?
3: I've had chicken on a pizza, like barbecue pizza. I've yeah. had that. I don't know that I've had it with corn though. Corn but honestly, comes- its yeah.
0: a game changer. And I don't know why North Americans <laughs> don't put corn on a pizza. It's so good, and it's like a, it's a staple in the UK: chicken and sweet corn. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So see sure. if you can get it somewhere and try it. It's really <laughs> well,
3: nice okay maybe i'll come back to come back there and try it
0: there you go yeah. there you go i
2: mean you feel adventurous you just put a bit of pineapple on as well okay.
0: yeah, exactly yeah. yeah
3: my husband loves the pineapple and canadian
0: bacon on his ah there you go yeah
3: you know they call that a hawaiian,
0: they call that a hawaiian pizza but it was actually created in canada apparently
3: i think so yeah
0: yeah i don't know why it's called a hawaiian well i mean i guess i do but it's yeah Anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question is uh, can you tell us something about yourself that nobody else knows?
3: Oh gosh, a little uh, fact, um, a little
0: denise fact
3: yeah. uh, i love to I love to dabble in in learning about um all things Wiccan
0: oh okay that's interesting are you
2: were gonna say, say dabble in them. Um, as in betting though, because you're in Vegas. And- <laughs> 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 yeah. You know, one thing we don't do here, we don't dance that much because it's too easy to lose everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Does it lose its appeal living so close to the Strip or is it still as amazing every time you go? Oh,
3: no. I mean, it's still kind of cool when we go because we don't go that often. It's not like we're down there all the time. It's like when I live in Orlando. You know, we, everybody thinks you live in Orlando. You go to Disney every day. Well, <laughs> you yes. we don't go there every day. But, uh, no, we... I mean, the shows are amazing, but we also have what they call station casinos here. I don't know if you've ever been to Vegas. Yeah, Uh, I've been, yeah. They have, okay. Well, do you know then on the outskirts, away from the Strip, you have the station casinos. And we have like two or three, right? In fact, there's one in our, not in our development, but just outside our development. And um, so we try, we go to those mostly. We don't even go to the casinos on the Strip because they have local music and local bands uh, before this whole COVID mess started, we were going every week on Wednesday night. They had different band at, at the local uh, station casino. We'd go there, we'd have dinner, you know, with all our friends, and we'd dance for three or four hours and then come home. You know, it was it was great fun.
2: It does sound fun. <laughs> I love, I was like an um, adult Disneyland to me, Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call <laughs> um, So... Next question is, what inspires you?
3: Um, what inspires me? Learning new things. I, I feel like I have to learn new things all the time, and I, that inspires me to learn more things and do more and see if I can help more, like learning about different you know ways, different treatment options or different things to help people. Um, learning about all kinds of different things. I just like to keep learning about things, reading about things, and, and that's really, I'm kind of self-taught in a lot of things that way. That's always good, learning new things. Yep. <laughs> For sure.
0: So so the final question is, what's your favorite place to be?
3: I would say home with my husband and my dog.
0: Nice. What kind of dog have you got? Aww.
3: He's a Papaties. He's a Papiano Maltese. He kind of looks like a Shih Tzu with a long nose. <laughs> oh, I, I have a Shih Tzu. Do you? Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, d-
0: she's on his. She's on his second Shih Tzu now, but she did a first Shih Tzu was called AJ. <laughs> <laughs> ironically,
2: it <He> was. Yeah. <laughs> this one's called Pepe, though. Pepe, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Spanish. It's after a Spanish football
3: player. <laughs> Uh, okay. Okay. My my dog's name is Dexter.
0: Oh, Dexter. Okay. Yeah. After
3: the the after name. the series, Or just uh-huh. like the name. <laughs> yeah, we, <have> the <laughs> so we we sleep with one eye open, you know.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> that's one show I've never watched, but I, I I hear rave reviews about it.
3: Oh God, I've watched it like probably three times the whole series.
0: What about Bre- really- What about Breaking yeah. Bad? Have you seen that one?
3: Oh my God, yes. That's like my my favorite show of all time.
0: That is. That's the best.
2: <laughs> we love I've done the little <laughs> set tour in Sony
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Excellent Okay Denise, we're, we're going to wrap it up now We just want to say thank you so much for talking to us I mean, me and Kelly were really nervous about talking to you obviously because you, you're our idol's mother but um, <laughs> it's um it's it's honestly been just a pleasure having a chat with you so thank you very much for giving us your time Sure, oh,
3: yeah. It's
2: been a pleasure Denise,
0: thank you very much you uh, very well once okay. the once the episode's up I'll, I'll email you the link if you want to have a little listen back
3: definitely I would love that thank you so okay. much very much and, and you all be safe and, and uh, have a good rest of your day okay
0: you too Denise you
3: too take care bye now bye you show me when I was young just how to grow you show me everything that
0: I should know you show me
2: so that was our interview with Denise Solis, AJ's McLean's mum from the Back Boys. Um, and it's good that it's kind of gone full circle because he's probably the reason why you and I are friends.
0: Yeah, yeah, basically, um, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we went to college together, that's where we met. It was like it'll be we 20, did. 20 years next year, is how long we've been friends for. And, uh, you know, back then, I I, was a ma- I still am a massive fan of the, of the Backstreet Boys. You know, I'm a singer, as we've established and stuff, and it was listening to their early albums that kind of got me into singing. So I've, kind of, I've just always stuck, even though my musical taste has changed a lot uh, over the years. I've always kind of had, like, a, a loyalty to that band, basically. And, of course, I met Dina, my wife, um, on the website, and that's how we ended up getting married and whatnot and stuff. And, uh, yeah, but me and Kelly literally met because we had a mutual likeness for the Backstreet Boys, and but
2: him in particular. <laughs> Go on. He was your, he was your favourite senior. Obviously, yes. I. Yeah. You liked him for different reasons than I did. Obviously. <laughs> 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 but he was the mutual. Um... Cause long story short, I we had to stand up and introduce ourselves. <clears throat> and I remember I was telling you this story the other day, wasn't I? So I remember I had um, black trousers on, and it had they had like Chinese writing going down the thigh. And I didn't know anybody. And um, you had to give it a few things about yourself. I I like the Backstreet Boys, blah, blah, blah. And then the group could ask you questions. The first question I get asked is, what's that writing mean on your thigh? And I was like, oh, great. Someone's taken the myth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and then um, someone else started heckling, like, Backstreet Boys. And I was like, oh. Taking the mic out of you boys now. Be like, no, they're actually a fan because it was you and another guy, who wasn't this called yeah. Jamie? Yeah, they'd actually like him, and I was like, no, they don't. And then like we got we got put in the same group. <clears throat> this is where Chandler stung from as well.
0: Oh yeah, me and we got put, in... and you were
2: like, no, I do really like his voice, and I was like, no way. So then we we like became friends ever since, and like you said that you've you've got a family because of him.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, and then. Um, You've recently had a shout out, haven't you? Tell them about your shout out yourself. Oh, yeah,
0: I forgot about that. That was only yesterday, wasn't it? Was it yesterday or the day before? It was just the day before, I think.
1: it was the day before, yeah. Yeah.
0: like So, okay, so <laughs> on the Backstreet Boys, uh, you know, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter page, they uh, they do this thing every now and then where they're like, it's, they've just started it actually. It's like a. They call it the Backstreet Army Stories. And it's just if you've got a nice story about the band, you know, experiences meeting them or or you met people because of them or anything like that like just send it into this email address so i i did you know i wrote up a little story how i met Dina and that we got married i moved from the uk to canada and we have we've now got two kids and it's all because we both liked that band so i i sent it in and i just forgot about it it was like 3 weeks ago and then they recently i mean it wasn't them it would have been their management or someone that you know looks after their social media they've put the post up with a photograph of us which i sent in of the four of us me and the kids and dina and uh, they've just said, oh, your story warmed our hearts. And it was really nice just to see, you know, our it's picture, sweet, our, our picture on their page. Yeah, it was It was really <laughs> nice. It's got nothing to do with us having AJ's mum on or anything like that. Like, n- nobody knows aside from Denise that she even came on. But it was just nice to see that. And then in the comments, I don't know if I told you, Kelk. Oh, yeah, I did. Kevin, who's one of the Backstreet Boys, he's commented himself from his own account saying, thank you so much to me. I don't know what he's thanking me for, but... <laughs> it was nice, it was
2: probably your support, but that's like a sweet post, wasn't it? It was a cute little post, yeah.
0: yeah I it thought was, it, it, it was nice, and they the way they typed it up and stuff and presented it was nice, so just let everyone read it. And then I was, I had to take that t shirt on and the uh, and take that to another uh, British boy band, I had to like take that t shirt on in the picture. So a load of the Backstreet Boys fans have noticed that and going like, Oh, he's got the wrong t shirt on there, and like, hell. <laughs> forget about the t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny. But uh No,
2: that's a nice thing to be recognised, isn't it? Yeah, like, it was we... it was
0: nice. And like we, we did meet them once before. We met them um at a show when they came to Canada, Nova Scotia, and uh we we were there at the sound check and they do sound checks and you can ask them questions and stuff and I managed to get the mic. Um I know the photographer that takes photos for them, so i i told him that we were gonna be there and stuff, and he gave me the mic. Plus, you know, they're giving the mic out to five different fans. I stand out like a sore fucking thumb because I'm a guy. <laughs> so when when they go, has anyone got any questions? And I put my hand up, plus I'm six foot fucking two. So it's me putting my hand up and then all these short girls around me, I stand out. So <laughs> I've literally, I've been to a few sound checks and I always get the bloody mic. So uh, so he gives me the mic and then I, I got to tell them on stage, oh, I'm here with my wife and we're expecting our first child and we met on your website. And, and they were so humbled by that and they just loved it. And then we got to meet them afterwards. We got some photographs and yeah, it was just, it was, it was awesome like the experience i've had with that group has just been fantastic i was in my own pop band as well and um again it was because i liked what they were doing so i formed my own group and we almost got a record you did of some of their tracks as well yeah we used to perform some of their songs and a and cappella versions where it was just five part harmony and yeah it was good fun so uh so this this interview was great it was really nice you know to get to talk to denise about uh about the band and stuff like that and just in general and she put her webcam on as well which was nice i wasn't expecting that every now and then we'll (laughs) get get a guest who'll just put the webcam on and we're just we're kind of like oh and we always tell them beforehand you don't it's not it's not video but they put some of them just like to put it on anyway so it was nice because it's always it's a better connection with someone when you can see them so uh, you see
2: the reactions to your like questions yeah because there's some obviously some sensitive subjects that we talked about
0: yeah and it's funny As you'd have
2: like, heard in the interview. Yeah,
0: yeah oh, I'm sorry. I, was, I was just gonna say another thing I like about having the cam on as well is that like it humanizes them a little bit more because uh, you know obviously a lot of these people we talk to are celebrities and like it it really does make a difference when you can see their vacuum cleaner in the background or <laughs> you know what I mean like just 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 something that's right. like normal life like it's just like okay yeah. you're actually just a regular person. <laughs>
1: Right, because you picture true. like what they look like in their shows or their movies or or on stage, and then when you like do an interview and they're just wearing like a ball cap and sweats, and you're like, yeah. oh wow, looks. Like, and it's like it's it's nice to just see them <laughs> when they're not all done up and on stage. Yeah, well know. that's it.
0: And you you know when we had um, LFO on, which are another pop band, and you know there's only three of them, and two of them have passed away, and one of the ones that passed away was literally my favorite singer. His name is Devin Lima. Incredible vocals. We got to talk to them in the early years of doing the podcast, and they put their webcam on, and I didn't have mine on. But they were the two of them, Brad and Devin, were both on camera, and I don't know why, but but uh, Brad took a picture, like a screenshot picture of them, and he sent it to me after the the interview. He actually sent it to me in a tweet. He was like, "This is a picture of me and Devin talking to you guys," and I was like, "Oh, that's Aww. so sweet." And now, when Devin passed away, I actually framed the picture, so I have got a picture now sitting, which I'm looking at currently. That's just sitting on the shelf there, and it's just those two with smiles on their faces because they're in the middle of talking to us, and it's just really nice to have, you know. It's and like you say, you can see they're just wearing sweats and just chilling out and having a chat with us. It was really cool.
1: Well, the time I talked to Brad, wasn't he just like laying in bed, chilling out? Yeah, and, that's right. That we, talk, we We did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had Brad
0: on the second time, and he was on it. He was doing it from his phone. I think he was on his phone, and he's he was literally lying down the whole time, just with holding his phone out. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, must was like the old video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, so anyway, yeah, so that basically wraps up the uh, the episode. Uh, I also just want to say this opportunity to say thank you very much for all the feedback we've had from our last episode, which was a two hour long special. and it was just to celebrate five years of doing the podcast. and uh, a lot of people came on and joined us for a chat, some of our you know hardcore listeners and um, people that you know contribute to the to the show regularly like Kelly and, and Mike. Mikey was on as well um, and Cove boy and it was just nice you know it was a nice episode and people have uh, really enjoyed listening to it uh, and we won't be doing another two hour episode for a while because it's literally it's hell trying to get it like synced up and edited and, <laughs> and uh, it's a lot of work but it, it's fun to do every now and then so um, yeah thanks very much for all the positive feedback and uh, have you guys got anything else you want to add? No
1: uh, basically, it? it was just nice on the two-hour episode, the, the five-year anniversary, to to hook up with some of the fans and talk to them that I've seen like in the social media responses, but never had a chance to talk to them until the show, like um, Dave Farrell and things. So that, that was kind of nice to yeah to get the chance to chat with him and and to anytime Mike comes on, it, it's a funny because he's a good funny guy and he always has good stories to share. So. Yeah, Mike. Uh...
0: Mike was uh, was really funny on that episode, Mikey. Mikey Wood. Um, yes. And Dave. Dave Farrell was just saying about Dave. Dave was raving about it afterwards, and he's. I think he really enjoyed himself, and like I know he'd like to come back on again at some point. And he was saying, "Oh, we should have called my mom." He was like, "We should have just played pranked my mom and give her a phone call." That that would have been quite yeah. fun. We should have done that, but I mean, he, he didn't mention till afterwards. But uh, I, I think yeah, it would I told be fun. Next to...
1: time he's on, I'll totally do that. Well, yeah, like, I
0: think I'll... it would be fun to do, like like to bring people on, and we could call someone live and do a little bit of a prank. It'll be fun. Do one of
2: your voices. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Basically
2: Shane Coil them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, do a Shane Coil, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, just to give out our details as well, the website is magesmessall.com and there you can find, there's a merch tab. You click on that, it'll take you through to teespring.com and you can buy, you know, t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, uh, with our logo on it and stuff like that. Uh, All reasonably priced stuff. Um, then you can go to our Instagram page, which is, which is at Mess Hall Podcast. Uh, we post some really funny memes on there. Uh, Twitter is at Majors Mess Hall. Uh, you go to Facebook, just type in Majors Mess Hall, and you'll find our page. And then you can even go to Patreon. We have a Patreon page. So go to patreon.com forward slash Majors Mess Hall. And if you want to become one of our patrons and donate to us monthly, you can do. Um, all the money goes straight back into the podcast. And uh, now we're going to play out the song that I recorded with Mike under our new band name, Eucadian. And this song is called Never Ending. And it was a song that like Mikey had started to write years ago. Now he, he, he'd wrote it like a dance song, like a, a Euro European dance song. And he it, it showed me it. Like, and he said, you know, we could use this. And I said, it's nice. He said, but turn it into a ballad. I said, take all the instruments away and just slow it down and play it on piano. And he did. And he was like, yeah. oh. he's like, Oh my God. He's like, that's that's it and i said it is i said now we've got to change some of the words i said because now the feel of the songs changed. the words don't match the feel i said so let's rework some of the words so we did and he only had the first verse anyway first verse and the chorus he didn't have anything else after that so we we sat down and we wrote the song and it's turned out really nice um it's a pop song you know but it's um we like it and uh i think you guys will as well so uh we're going to go through to that i think now. it's
2: catchy it's catchy and it starts i like it starts off slow i like that
0: yeah yeah and it just kind of builds and yeah. the harmonies in there are really nice and and uh yeah it's a good track i actually when you get to the i sing the second chorus sorry the second verse i sing the lead on the first chorus and uh, i sing the second verse after the first chorus and just before the second chorus i go a little bit AJ so <laughs> I, do, I do it a little bit deliberately like but you'll, you'll hear me sing i think the, the lyrics are uh, i'll never let you down and it's just it's it's very aj the little thing that i do there and that's the kind of thing that i pick up from from the band is you pick up these little things and then you you incorporate them in your own singing and and that's just a good example of it so yeah we're gonna go through to it now anyway and we'll be back again with the following episode we do have another guest for the following episode which we're not going to announce just yet But uh, yes, this is um, my band, Ukadian, with our first track, Never Ending. See you later, guys.
3: I can't help but protect you when you say you need me I need you too but it's you that's hurting it's you that's cold I'm your soldier on when you're about to fold when the room gets dark in your heart.
0: your faith in me. It will be okay. And when the time is right, you can rely on me. When the lights go out, I will hold your hand. I will never let you down. Don't be scared. I'll be there. Put your trust
2: in me. My mm-hmm.